All right, it's JC, episode 14 of the You May New podcast. Again, if you haven't listened to 12 and 13, this is the third part in a three-part series on body image. So this will make no sense unless you've watched or listened to those. So um, if you haven't, go do that really quick and then join us. But this is our third part on, um, and what we're going to do specifically in this episode is we're going to contrast what it means to truly discover the beauty of the Lord in comparison with the image of the ideal woman. We're going to turn our eyes from that false God, that image that we've been sucked into, and we're going to truly begin to discover, perhaps for the first time in our lives, how the beauty of the Lord applies to us. Um, what it's going to look like. We just, if you're anything like me, for decades, I defined beauty according to the world standards. When I looked at another woman or, or someone that I thought was beautiful, it's because she fit the world standard. That was the standard that lived in my head. It, it, I had adopted it. And so as I began to um, prayerfully contemplate the beauty of the Lord, I realized, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, does that mean that I have to throw out all my makeup and never going to the mall again because all those things are worldly and part of the image of the ideal woman? And No, no. The shift as we begin to look to holding the beauty of the Lord as our standard it doesn't mean we don't beautify our outward body at all. It doesn't mean it's vanity to wear makeup and to do any of those things. It means our hearts are going to change and our intent is going to change. We're not going to do it to mold ourselves to the image of the world. We're going to do it for a very different reason. Let me um, share with you a scripture in 1 Corinthians six, nineteen and 20 in the King James. Paul says this, he says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Now listen, I know you know these verses, but I'm going to pick out one specific phrase. He says in verse 20, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. See, sometimes again, we talked about earlier, we said, uh, often we'll say, well, I'm just worried about inner beauty. My body doesn't matter. What I look like doesn't matter. That's that's vanity to spend time on your outward appearance. You should put all your efforts into your inward, inward beauty and inward um, heart that's beautiful. Yes, absolutely that's important to do. But what did Paul just say right there? Glorify God in your body. This body is something that you were given. It's a temple. And, and you need to treat the outside with care just the way that we would treat our heart. And that includes how we feed ourselves, adorn ourselves, care for ourselves, beautify ourselves. We do have to grapple with that because that outward body does present an image. And if we want to be disciples of Christ, we glorify God with that body. And there's many ways we can do that. We're going to talk about that. But um, it's, it's about learning to not just repress our desire for beauty, but how to find in him who we truly are and, and how we manifest beauty in this world in our own individual way. So for me, I think we'll go over two, two different types of ways that this began to um, change me as I began to study this and really think about what the beauty of the Lord meant to me. The first one is as I began to turn my back on the image of the ideal beauty, uh, ideal woman. Again, I had questions. Well, if I don't look like her, what does it look like? 
What does beauty look like when it comes to the beauty of the Lord? The first comparison that really helped me was looking at the Lord as a creator in terms of, again, we've used the earth, beauty of the earth, his, his creativity as an example. Well, let's go deeper into that. The beauty of the world says to us, here is one size, one shape, one look that everyone has to match. Here's the little box, the image of the ideal woman. Everyone has to fit into it to be valued. And we're not all made like that. It doesn't work. But when it comes to the beauty of the Lord, think about how many different types of beauty, climates, landscapes he created when he created this world. He could have just said, there's one type of beauty that's more beautiful than anything else in the whole entire earth is going to look like that. Oceans are the most beautiful. We are going to all live in a beach climate or mountains are the most beautiful. You're all going to live in a mountain climate. No, there's lush jungles. There's um, beautiful arid deserts. There's every type of beauty you can think of. The more you travel the world, the more different and appealing sights you'll see. And there is as much variety as you can even wrap your mind around, right? So the first characteristic of the beauty of the Lord is that it has room for all different kinds of beauty, And doesn't that give us a breath of fresh air when it comes to women? Instead of a tight little box we're all supposed to fit in, we have been created very differently. Sizes, shape, height, hair color, freckles, eye color, face shape, feet shape, everything about us, our ethnicity, our background. We're so different. And the world has rejected that. And tried to form us into one mold. All of us. So capturing the beauty of the Lord. The first thing we begin to do prayerfully with his help. Is embrace who we are individually. Our beauty. What it looks like. Now we were talking about. Okay does that mean that. To reject the image of the ideal woman. I never color my hair. And I never wear makeup. And I never buy designer jeans. No. But. You get the opportunity as you embrace the beauty of the Lord to decide how you want to beautify your body. Not according to the image, according to what makes you feel comfortable and beautiful. Some of us love makeup. It's fun. I have a daughter that she's watched all the tutorials on eyeshadow and and applying makeup. And she is so amazingly good. Like what she can do to blend eyeshadow on her eyes. They're just incredibly gorgeous. I love, I, I will just beg her sometimes to do, because I can't, my eyeshadow does not look like that. It doesn't mean I give up wearing it, but I certainly do not have the gift she has. But it's so pretty. I love when she's all done up, she just looks exquisite. It's so beautiful what she can do. It's like an artist with her eyes. She loves it. It makes her happy. She doesn't wear it all the time. Um, but when she wants to get dressed up and go out with her husband and, or, or a special occasion, she'll, she'll just do her makeup in a way that's just drop dead gorgeous, but it's fun for her. It's a way of manifesting her own individuality. Now, if we get to the point where we can't ever be seen without that makeup on, maybe we're being swayed more by the voice of the image, worldly image. Do you see the difference? It's a continuum. I'm, I have worked very hard to make sure my daughters, we've had a lot of conversations about this, that we all go into public sometimes without makeup on, that we're not so attached to it out of insecurity that we have to, to match the world's image or we'll feel rejected and we'll feel insecure. 
no, we all are comfortable with makeup. It's fun. Sometimes we, we all do it, but sometimes we don't. And so I, do you see the difference? Maybe you're one of those women. I have many dear friends who makeup is not their thing that, and they feel very beautiful. They don't, they don't need it. It's just not part of their way that they adorn their body. Totally fine. Do you see, you get to choose the image of beauty that you feel most comfortable with. It will not match the image of the world. Sometimes there will be some things from the world that we may adopt, but not out of insecurity and not because we're bowing before the image, but because I'm trying to adorn my body in a beautiful way and in a way that makes me feel pretty. Not out of insecurity, but out of prizing this temple and trying to care for it. It's like when your room needs a new coat of paint sometimes. Like, um, you know, it, it just is caring for something and updating it. There's nothing wrong with that if we're doing it from the intent to glorify God in our body, to take care of our temple in a way that respects this gift that we've been given, not to match it to the image. So you can see how individual of a journey this is, because I can't tell you what the things are and, and how you can beautify your own individual body. I can't. That's something you get to discover prayerfully for yourself. What type of clothes do you feel comfortable in? I have an, another daughter that loves thrift store finds, just really funky, eclectic style. And, and she would have friends sometimes mock her for some of this crazy stuff she wore. She had these black and white striped overalls that were so great. I loved them. And, but she'd have girls at school that are like, are you serious? Did you really just wear those? And I love that my daughter would hold her head up and be like, yeah, heck yeah. I love these. They're me. They're my personality. Do you see? We're not matching to the image. We're finding our place. Our beauty, our style, and like the earth that has many different climates and regions and different types of beauty, so do women. The same thing holds true for our size. That was one of the most difficult things for me. And I've talked in earlier episodes about how my healthy, natural weight is a size 12. I'm created with curves. Even in, in as I eat healthy, that's where my body likes it. My husband likes the curves, helped me learn to embrace them a little more, but I had to embrace them in my head. Even as the good things were coming from my husband, it didn't matter. I was the one that loathed those curves because a size 12 was the before number in the infomercials. And now I'm a size two and you can do it too. And I had all those voices in my head for so long that 12 is a bad number. 12 is the before number. 12 is the people that are trying to lose weight. It took some work for me to embrace that. This is me. This is me. This is my beauty. It's how my body was created. And to just step into that place, it took a lot of grace. It took a lot of healing in my head um, to move past that. It took a little while to begin to let the Lord's voice have more sway over what size I was than the world. I had to go to him and let him speak that truth to me again and again. This is how I made you. This is how I made you. And it's beautiful. Don't listen to the world. So this is, this is one of those things where I can throw this out on a podcast, but this is work we each have to do on an individual basis to find those things and let him heal them. Whatever yours is, your may not, yours may not have anything to do with the size in your genes. This, this is this part of your body or that part of your body to let him say, this is your uniqueness. This is how you were created. And to begin to let him help you see your beauty through his eyes, not the world's eyes. 
So that's a path we can each walk individually. Do some journaling, some studying, some prayer time, some meditation time, where we begin to let him wipe out the lies of the image, the worldly false God that has been yelling at us that we're not enough, and to let him say, no, this is who you're supposed to be. Now, there's one thing that um, he did with me was, again, in terms of your body being a temple, there were things that I needed to change. And we've been talking about disordered eating, all of that. I'm not talking about always just acceptance of any size, anything. It's all just self-acceptance and him helping us. There were some things about me that needed repentance. Again, um, with food that we've talked about, using food as my comfort, and that had caused some health problems. And I was at a size that I was at because of that idolatry, because of some of those things we've talked about. So again, Part of it, he would bring me to repentance to find peace. Some of it, acceptance. JC, you're a size 12. Some of it, JC, you're not taking care of your temple the way you should, you need to. And so let's repent of that. Let's be healed in that area. And a lot of my body image issues ceased because of that. This is a multi-layered issue. And so the journey begins. Let's just simplify it just like this. The beauty of the Lord involves individuality, uniqueness, lots of variation and learning to accept your place in the creative world as a beautiful woman. And what that means, let him teach you, go to him, ask him to show you your beauty and how it can unfold and how it can blossom as he pours out his grace on your eyes and heals them. Okay. Oh, this is killing me. I want to talk so much more about this. It's, I never realized how hard this would be to teach in a 20 minute format because <laughs> I normally take so much longer to teach it. Again, go to my courses. If you really want to go deeper, um, in my body image course, we go a lot more into all of this and you'll get, you'll get homework and things that you can do specifically to explore this on a deeper level. The other one, and I talk about this also in my course, but the other major issue, um, for me, came out of a verse in Isaiah 61 that most of us know very, very well. Um, Isaiah 61, one through three, this is the Lord. Um, when he preached in his own synagogue in his own hometown, this is what he read. It's, uh, it's such a beautiful passage. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. We've talked a little bit about bondage and how this can apply to our bondage in this area of our lives. But look in verse three, and again, you may know it very well, but he says, I'm going to, my, my whole mission as a savior is to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. There's the glory again. There's that thing we were just talking about. Beauty for ashes. Think about that phrase for a minute. We talked about how we can have mortal bodies that, that take us through some very difficult scenarios where we um, go through cancer, we go through a mastectomy, we're injured or disfigured, we age, our body ages in a way that is we are not happy about. Uh, and there's so many difficult things. And so we think, how can I experience the, the beauty of the Lord when I'm living in a state like that, that is marring my beauty? Um, my daughter, one of my daughters had cystic, cystic acne, not just acne. It was just swollen it was awful to where she even had one teacher come up and say, what is wrong with your face? Oh, the things we say to each other. 
How do you deal with something like that and still feel the beauty of the Lord? And that's where this scripture comes in, beauty for ashes. I'm not saying that he'll take away all the difficult things that we deal with. That daughter had that for about a year before we were able able to find the right solution. I've had some difficult things. I get cystic acne. That's probably where she got it. I get hormonal cysts every once in a while. It just, no matter how I eat or what medicine I've tried or whatever, this is just part of my mortal experience. We all have some things that we deal with. Beauty for ashes. So what I'm talking about is not looking for him to take away all of the difficult things so that then we can feel beautiful. Make me beautiful outside. Take away all this so I can feel beautiful. That's not how he always works. Sometimes he will help our beauty um, evolve and and show us more beautiful ways to care for ourselves. But sometimes we're going to go through difficult things that again will feel like they mar our beauty. It is then he gives beauty for ashes. It is then he can bring peace in the midst of those difficult things. I use this um, example in, in my class, but I'll just tell it again quickly. I remember the first time I really learned this for myself, I had gotten one of those hormonal cysts and they take days. I used to get an injection sometimes to get rid of them, but that time, even after the injection, it was taking, it was big and purple and swollen. It was a cyst. It wasn't a blemish and it was right in the middle of my cheek and it was not pretty. There was no covering it with makeup. No. But that weekend, I'd been invited to go with my husband to this major conference, um, evangelical LDS uh, Christian conference, where we're going to meet all these new people that my husband had been working with, and and I was going to be introduced, and oh, and then here I was with this swollen cyst on my face, no covering with makeup, no way to, to and honestly, I'll, I'll tell you, as I took it to the Lord, what I wanted him to do was on the plane ride. I mean, I still went, of course I was going to go, we had the plane tickets, but I was mortified that I had to show up in that condition so much insecurity. And, but my, my wish was on the plane, can you just make it kind of the swelling go down magically, miraculously heal it overnight. So that by the time I show up in California, it'll be gone. (laughs) That's how I wanted him to heal me. But that's not what happened. The day we got there was one of the days when it was the most swollen and it had just, it hadn't run its course yet. And, but what he did for me as I stepped off that plane is he made me forget all about it. I forgot it was on my cheek. I just, I just went forward. I talked to people, my personality, like I was fine. I was free. I remember even walking in the bathroom of the hotel during that conference. And I walked in and looked in the mirror and I went, Oh yeah, I forgot that was there. Oh my gosh. I forgot. But there was just peace. He took away all the sting. Beauty for ashes. There were, it was as an ashes experience. That wasn't easy to, to be in a situation to be in, in that condition. But he just, he just clothed me in peace. I was fine. It just, this acceptance of this is what earth life is. This is what I'm dealing with this week. And he just, he just created this big blanket of peace and wrapped me in it. And I was fine. The weekend went wonderfully. We met wonderful friends that are still friends to this day. It was just not an issue. That's what I'm talking about, beauty for ashes. That's what we can do as we move into the beauty of the Lord. The world says, no, you have to be perfect. You have to be perfect. That's the only time you'll find peace, and which is an endless, you, it's a pursuit you can never find, even if you get surgery. Even if you pursue, oh, I'll get it this way. It, it's just, it's not something that we can attain. But as we turn to the Lord for the difficult things that we go through, aging, the wrinkles that are starting to come, whatever it is, you've just had a baby and your body is not the same. 
you gain much more weight than you thought you would. And suddenly you're grappling with a body that you don't even recognize anymore. He can give us peace. Yes, he can help us begin to care for our health and move past some of these things and, and get healthier and maybe lose some weight, but maybe he's just going to give you the peace in the midst of it. That as we deal with some of those things, we're going to be okay. We're just going to be comfortable and at home in our skin, no matter what we're dealing with. Can you see the miracle of that? Isn't that a much bigger miracle and more beautiful thing than trying to chase the beauty of the world to to truly rest in Christ? Just rest in him. Oh, okay. We're barely cracking the surface. But what I would love for you to do is take some time in your own life. Study the concept of the beauty of the Lord, how he can give beauty for ashes, how he can introduce us to an individual unique beauty that is all our own, how he can help us accept who we are on the outside, not just the inside. Our look, our beauty, our what we give to the world. He created us unique. He can help us embrace that. It's an incredible concept. And it's one that I, hopefully we'll talk about it more on the blog. I'm not quite sure, or on the, the podcast. I'm not quite sure where we're going next, but that one is one you can chew on for a while. Let him teach you his beauty and how to see him through, see yourself through his eyes. Thank you so much for joining me.